Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live with you here on SportsGrid. This is the early line. I'm Tom Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside. I want to reset the NBA title odds here, all right? We'll get to the series prices after that, but we'll go full scope here. Golden State plus 120. Boston's 2-1. to one. Then you've got Miami at plus 420. And the Mavs at plus 650. You see those four prices, DRS. What stands out to you? I guess Golden State being a plus 120 seems about right here. You're going to be favored against the Dallas Mavericks home court advantage, and I think the pathway is easier. And again, this is, again, me disrespecting the Dallas Mavericks, thinking they don't really have a chance to beat the Golden State Warriors. So hold that with a little bit of a, a grain of salt. Now, if you take a look at the Boston Celtics, 2-1 to one here and the Heat, 420. I don't agree. Like, I, quite frankly, I don't even know if I agree with the Miami Heat here not being ahead of the Boston Celtics. But the fact of the matter is, I could almost see, Kevin, if you had the Golden State Warriors plus 120, you had the Boston Celtics 2-1, to one, the Miami Heat like a plus 250. Okay, so basically within a game or if they can just steal a game or win the first game, they would flip that over. But the fact that they're underdogs there between, what, $2.20 at this point, that's pretty crazy to think about, Rita. I don't think that's correct. Yeah, so I, I really that the big thing to me is everything should be tighter, right? That as a blanket statement there, yeah. Golden State should not be plus one twenty to win the title. If Golden State wins game number one, we're gonna flip this team to about a what minus one oh five to win the NBA championship. I'm just I'm not there with everybody else on this Golden State Warrior team. Like I do not think that they're just going to hand wave the Dallas Mavericks. There's we've seen nothing during this postseason to suggest that they're going to just mosey on past this Dallas Mavericks basketball team. I really don't. And as far as Heat Celtics, I mean, do I have to do this every show? I mean, it's not. I mm-hmm. I don't want to come on here every single day and tell you that Miami's being disrespected, but they are. But they are. The Miami Heat have home court advantage. They should be favored in the series over the Boston Celtics. It is that simple. You want to argue it should be picked? I'd listen to it. This should not. The, the series price is out of control. It's out of. But come on, minus one seventy five on Boston. You, Miami plus a game and a half goes to minus one thirty. I mean, they, they think the Miami Heat are going to be handled here in some level of short order. Quite honestly, is what they're seeing. And I don't. I don't agree in any way, shape, or form. Man, I saw some. I saw an insane tweet the other day that these teams played that Boston went to Miami once against the fully healthy Miami team and dominated them. And they were talking about a game Max Struess wasn't even on the roster. 
Max Struess is out here starting every single postseason game. I mean, what are people even talking about? I mean, really, what are people even talking about here? And again, you go series to series. People are talking about how, how difficult every single thing has been for Boston here. Well, hold on a minute now. You can't have your cake and eat it too. I thought Brooklyn was fraudulent, which they were. Milwaukee did not have Chris Middleton here. Miami has been the more impressive basketball team to me. That's how I see this, DRS. I, the wrong team is favored. And this has been true. And we knew this was coming. We knew it was coming. But, man, it still even surprised me to see the minus 175 that's shown up here on the Boston Celtics. Yeah, you're right. And if you take a look right now, the Boston Celtics at that minus 175 price, this feels like what the price should be if the Boston Celtics had already won game one on the Heat's opposing or on the Heat's home court. That's what it feels like. What does this move to if the Celtics win game one? Minus 300 here already with the Heat only down one game? It'll be interesting to see where this market moves here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. The radio audience is here with us on a Monday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side of the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Now, there is an aspect of this that's really fun, and we'll expand on this tomorrow when we set these up. But they've now introduced conference finals MVP. Uh, in the East, it's the Larry Bird Trophy. In the West, it is the Magic Johnson Trophy. And it's really interesting because this is isolated to just the series. So you've got Tato at a plus 105. You've got Jimmy Butler at a 2-1. to one. My initial reaction is betting guys that are not the favorites on their respective teams because it's it's going to come down to a, at most, seven-game sample size, Donnie. Well, my initial reaction is, can we get him in line so I can actually make a uh, informed decision here as opposed to trying to find who's actually the favorite and not? Because my initial look here was, hold on now. Gabe Vincent is 100 to 1 and he leads the way. What are the rest of these prices actually going to be at here? But obviously, you have to do a little math, yeah. which it's a little early in the morning for me to do that. But that's my initial yeah. reaction here, Dave. Tatum's plus 105. Jimmy is 2 to 1. The next closest guy in that market. Jalen Brown at nine to one, just to give you an idea of that drop off here. As far as the Western Conference odds go, so you can run the tapes on this. When we were talking about Golden State's status as favorites in the West, right? And this was before the Dallas. Uh, this was before anything was wrapped up, actually, right? This was this was last week we were talking about this, and I and I was like, man, are you telling me that Golden State's going to be minus two fifty over the Dallas Mavericks? Well, what do you know? They are minus 250 over the Dallas Mavericks. That is strong. I'm really interested to see what they do with a series price here. And if they go to two and a half games, I don't think they will, but they might. It's very, very strong, that minus 250. And it's too strong. Closer to minus 200 here. I get it. They've got home court advantage. Well, guess what? So did Phoenix. And ultimately, Dallas moved on. Yeah, wait for the Dallas Mavericks to be 0-2, heading back to their own building, get a nasty big price, and maybe you can cash a ticket that way. By the way, Luka is plus 195 to win Western Conference Finals MVP. The Mavs are plus 200. That's crazy. There's no way he wins it in a losing effort. Drew Brees, next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Drew Brees, what is going on here? Now, this is... Now, this is tangy. Now, here's the deal with this, right? It's one of those stories you see, and you're like, man, I'm pretty sure DRS is going to like this one. And you can, he's been, yeah. he's basically been waiting the whole show to get to this. Here's how I want to approach it. First of all, before we rip off any takes, can you set the stage for people on what exactly is going on here with Drew Brees right now and what the rumors are and why they've been escalated? Yeah, this this dates back to Drew Brees standing on the field with a piece of paper that is written with some random number for touchdown passes. They stopped the game for 47 minutes, and he brought his kids out to hold up that piece of loose-leaf paper that showed how many touchdown passes he threw. Meanwhile, Tom Brady's like, you ain't stopping this game. I'm trying to win this football game. Don't you dare bring a football out to me and a piece of paper that shows me how many touchdown passes I've thrown. Now, get that out of the way. Here's the crux of the argument, and this is wonderful. The fact that this is coming up now, because last week we spent like a whole week talking about Tom Brady's $375 million guaranteed that he's getting once he hangs it up to be in the booth. And we said to ourselves, like, what happens in, on the small percentage that he's really bad? And says, well, you're going to have to fire me one year in, and I get nine more years at a few hundred million dollars. Well, this argument's coming up right now, and here's what I like the best. And I have to credit Drew Brees on this one here. It's apparent that... It's not really working out so well. And I've told you many times, Kevin, watching ESPN over the years where they had Emmett Smith. Like, say, hey, we're going to bring on the best running back or one of the best running backs of all time in Emmett Smith. Let's see how he does. Nah, that didn't work out. Well, how about we try with the best wide receiver of all time, Jerry Rice? That didn't work out either. So now you see Drew Brees go in there and say, this should be such an easy, seamless transition. Talking football here on a Sunday night about generalities. And he was okay at that. But he wanted more of that. Hey, put me in the booth. Be, let me be one of the you know A team or the B team and see how I do. They gave Drew Brees the playoff game to see how he would do. And here is from an article, I guess, from the New York Post right now. Brees, 43, had an up-and-down rookie season that was highlighted by a poor performance in the biggest broadcast of the year for him, the Bengals and the Raiders playoff game. Can you imagine that? Kevin, you get one game to show what you have, and after that game is up and they go, you know, we made a mistake. But as I said, credit Drew Brees for firing the first salvo. You know what? 
I don't know what I'm going to do next year. I could play. I could go back to NBC. I could golf all the time. I could coach my son's teams. Yeah, sure you could. Basically, that, that tweet should read is, man, NBC called me this morning and said, not looking good for me coming back. Somebody help me out and get me a job here. That's what I read it as. But I don't understand how – this is where these things make no sense. They're hiring these guys – like, clearly, they're actually not giving them any type of trial run there. So you're hiring someone. No. You have no idea if he's good at the job. And then they're not good at the job. And you go, well, that's that. Like, if you want someone to be guaranteed good, stop hiring guys you don't try. And if you if you do what you're currently doing, then let them run that out. But here's the deal. Let's forget about the broadcast booth for a minute because, honestly, right, at the end of the day, I don't know if they're going to hang odds. Will he be basically working for NBC or Fox next season? Oh, if we do, we'll break him down for you. Drew Brees sent out that tweet, right, where he addressed head-on the rumors. Maybe it was tongue-in-cheek. Maybe it was not. Nine minutes before that tweet, he sent out, man, signing Jarvis Landry and the Honey Badger makes me want to come back and play again. Great additions, Aww. leaders, and players. Right? What am I? What? What? Didn't I? I mean, I, I, I dressed. I went head on there, Donnie. Yeah, you didn't get what you wanted there. That's too bad. So he, so he credits the Saints for for bringing back two legitimate star, high level contributors, at least in his mind. So this begs the question: Should the Saints be bringing Drew Brees back? If that option is on the table, unequivocally, without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, no. He could not throw the football when he was last out there on the field. There is no world where you can sell me on Drew Brees being a week one starter. You want to talk about Drew Brees returns like week 12? I'll listen to you. I'll Him having to play the last five regular season games and then see, what, see what's left in the postseason, okay, maybe. There is... Like, you thought NBC gave up on him quick. The Saints will have this guy benched by week seven. There's, I, I see no world in where if I'm the Saints, I'm pivoting back to Drew Brees. Now, here's what happens, too. Right when he puts out that tweet there, hangs up, or, like, you know, shuts down his phone, starts ringing. Who's on the phone down there? Mickey Loomis. Oh, what's he? Oh, the, oh look at this. Saints calling me. Want to bring me back here to be quarterback. Hello? Hey, Mickey Loomis, how you doing? Hey, Drew, we want you back. Yeah, hon, I told you that they wanted me back. Yeah, how about you uh, – Come back here as a brand ambassador in game one. You sign some autographs to the people coming through the turnstiles here. Really kick off this 2022 <laughs> NFL season. That's what he should be getting now because, quite frankly, the Saints are going to be a very good football team this year. They added a lot of talent. If Jamie's Winston can recover from that knee injury, they're going to make the playoffs here. Drew Brees on that team, they might as well run a wing team because he can't throw the football 15 feet anymore at this point. I do love the fact that you want to say, we all want to save face in the press, right? When your one employer goes, hey, look, it ain't working out for you. See if you can find something else by the time football season starts next year. To you firing out these tweets like, boy, I would love to come back when the organization's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe you should maybe call some of those USFL games or something. Work on your craft over there. Those USFL games are not. They're being watched by 5 million people when they're put on the exactly. four biggest Good networks. All the broadcast the booth, bad performance oh out of the broadcast booth. Doesn't matter. Hone your skills out there. Get your practice oh. in. Now, now here, here is the thing, though, right, for New Orleans. And, and they've added some pieces, right? They're excited about their season. The thing is, right, can Drew Brees play anywhere else? First of all, I'm, I'm, he better start posting workout videos, all right? 
RG3 and his 40-yard dash. He better, like, call call Russell Wilson. It's got to be a Tebow that, one out there somewhere get, get, still. Get, yeah. get that, like, you know, the remember the Russell Wilson pregame? Like, he's talking to himself and going, yes. going up uh. the full 100 yards. Like, With Drew a broken Brees, hand. Drew Brees better put that on his can. arsenal. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Tyler, go right there. Kid. Go right there. Way to stick with it. Look, and he better hey, by start the way, throwing he never, that he on even though the cameras were out there. Yeah. No clue, no stuff. clue. No, I, uh, him, and, him, him and JJ, the same, the same. Peas in a pod, those two. Do you remember when Drew Brees was retiring here? He was still putting out those like Drew Brees is going to retire Monday, and he has like you know all the plates on that little you know runner thing that he's doing. Like, ooh, looks like Drew Brees making a run to come back, and nobody thought he was making a run to come back here. I think just love to put that out there, like they want to be wanted, and who would want? Let's just say the world says, hey, no, you know where the perfect spot would be? I don't know the Chicago Bears in forty degree, windy, freezing cold temperatures with that pop gun arm. Where is he going here? Stay retired, golf, relax, Drew. You got enough money. Look, and again, the thing with this, though, is, right, again, Drew Brees is a week one starter, can't do it, won't do it, doesn't make any sense, though, right? But if a team, see, this is, we can go nice and blanket with this so I don't feel bad, a team loses their quarterback to injury week 10, right? No specifics allowed, Donnie. No specifics allowed. Should a team Uh. call Drew Brees at that point, I think that's fine, right? I think that's fine to call Drew Brees if you want week 10. But here's my thing. Do you give any credence to the idea that this guy might return to the field? No, I don't. But you know what? A really good spot would hear me out on no. this one, K-Dub. Week no. three, things aren't working all that well in Philadelphia, man. You pick up that phone. You call Drew Brees in here. Get a real quarterback in the city of brotherly love, man. Things would be really looking up. And also, could feed into this. You want to think that the Eagles are tanking this year? Let them make a phone call to Drew Brees. Let me sell you on the Eagles trying not to win in 2022. How about that? You know what, though? You want to talk about that's galaxy brain. If you want to tank and then you bring in Drew Brees, yeah, Drew Brees. nobody's going to think Tremendous. you want to tank. <laughs> Nobody thinks you want to tank, right? Yeah. And then you're still selling. T- like, if you're the Carolina Panthers, what a moment uh-huh. for you. Yes. Now, I don't think, again, the thing, though, is, honestly, the Panthers call him, hey, Drew, 30 mil, come back for a season. Ooh. Like, I don't even know if he's doing it, to be honest with you. Like, I yes, have no idea. Like, is he? I don't know. <laughs> he's licking them hands, man. He's ready to go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I need to sneak in one more game. Saints are currently 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Tomorrow they announce Drew Brees is coming back. Does that price go higher, lower, or stay the exact same if they announce Drew Brees is the New Orleans Saints quarterback? Based on the betting public, which probably doesn't have any understanding of how the interworkings work. And, oh, my God, Drew Brees is coming back. Remember how good he was yeah, 10 years ago? It probably mm-hmm. actually moves from, like, what, 40 to 1 down to, like, 35 to 1 or less. Mm-hmm. But if it was me setting the odds book, you know, and I would say to myself, you know what? Take all the money you want. We'll keep on sliding this any way you guys want. Because for me, for my money, Drew Brees coming back, the Saints are worse off for doing that, Kevin. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you maybe look at the win total. It's eight and a half. If they pump that to nine and a half upon a Drew Brees return, like that's all of a sudden where you start to move things. The only bizarre, like, is Jameis going to hundred percent be ready for week number one? We shall see. Are other teams going to start to call Drew Brees? Also, again, like, just to be clear, like he also included like focusing on business and philanthropy, train for a pickleball tour, uh, pickleball pickleball (laughs) tour, senior golf tour, Uh coaches, kids. He's got a lot of things he's uh, keeping open. Apparently, though, I don't know if uh, the NBC job is remaining open. Let's go to Major League Baseball. Uh Tons of Major League Baseball to preview. We begin in the NL East. The Miami Marlins are going to throw Alcantara. They're going up against Aaron Sanchez and the Washington Nationals. They're booked at over minus 200 here on the money line. So that run line there at minus one and a half is around plus money. But that's going to be a legitimate look for people, I'm sure, today. As expected, a seven and a half total for Miami throwing their ace DRS. What are you looking at here to start off today's baseball board? Yeah, Marlins should probably win this game, but if we're taking a look at the matchups, that makes some sense here. If we look at Sanchez here, this 4.87 XFIP here in 2022, let's take a look at what makes some sense here. He's actually been very good, Kevin, versus left-handed batters. 42 that he's faced on the season, a 244 weighted on base percentage with an ISO power number of 128. Handling his business from the left-hand side, but the right-hand side, completely different here. Keep in mind the marker that we like to look at, right? Around 320 to 325 is a weighted on base percentage, right around the median in Major League Baseball. How about this one? 40 batters that he's faced from the right-hand side, Kevin, 449 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 216. Now, as we try to shape this up to see what makes some sense, Aguiar out of the two-hole here anticipated 362 weighted on base percentage. He's a right-handed hitter. Cooper, 345. That's it for right-handed batters in the lineup, Kevin, above a 320 weighted on base percentage. It's one of those where you take a little bit of a leap of faith. Now, we are expecting thunderstorms there down on South Beach. So sometimes when you have that roof open, you let the heat and humidity in here, the ball can travel, but it's probably going to be closed tonight. So maybe an under perspective in this one tonight, but certainly I'm looking from a Miami Marlins perspective. They should be able to get the job done. If you want to back Washington in any way, simple. You go to their best player, Juan Soto. He's plus 115 for two bases. Good numbers against Alcantara throughout his career. A 348 batting average paired with two home runs as well. You want to see some extra base hits in that sample size. And Soto in general, just this year, big splits. Versus the righties, 
batting 309 versus lefties, batting 180. You got a righty on the mound today, Juan Soto, plus, one, plus 115 for two-plus bases. We go over to the New York Yankees. The Yanks have dominated everybody this year but the Baltimore Orioles. It's an oddity, but it is what it is. I know they've bounced back, but basically the fact that they still lost that series to Baltimore looms large. They're returning to the scene of the crime. Remember, Don, they got shut out in the game by the Baltimore Orioles. They didn't yeah. look anywhere near yep. the team that they look now, and here they come on the road around a minus 200 favorite on that money line. Total going between eight and seven and a half here. Luis Severino gets the ball. What are you looking at in Yanks O's? Yeah, new Camden Yards, right, versus the old Camden Yards, where typically you go down there, get healthy, knock, you know, six, seven baseballs into the seats here in a random game against the Orioles because of how bad they were starting pitching and bullpen. Let's take a look at the game today. Luis Severino, 402 x fifth, which isn't bad here, dominating right-handed batters, which he's a right-handed pitcher, but lefties have been getting the better of him. 374 weighted on base percentage, ISO power number of 256, but not a great lineup here for the Baltimore Orioles. But instead of looking at maybe like a side or a total in this game, maybe you isolate batters here because we take a look at Brad this year that's going to be on the mound as a righty here for the Orioles. It's a 4.11 XFIP number. He's done very well as a right-handed pitcher, Kevin, against left-handed batters, but has struggled at times against right-handed batters. A 350 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 278. Why is that important? Let's take a look at the two big right-handers in the lineup here over the first four batters for the New York Yankees tonight. Aaron Judge, a 326 ISO power number and a 434 weighted on base percentage versus righties. And then if we take a look at Giancarlo Stanton, a 305 five ISO power number and a 399 weighted on base percentage. So one of those, Kevin, I know you like to look at where if you just did a hitter prop parlay between judge and Stanton, mm -hmm. makes some sense, but why not turn it up? Why not take a base and a half in here and maybe even put a little bit of juice down there on a judge or a Stanton home run in this game. Those are the two guys that should do damage. The guy sandwiched in the middle is actually Anthony Rizzo, who's done very well against right-handed pitching this year. A 289 ISO power number and a 392 weighted on base percentage. The only issue, as we said, is Braddish has done very well against lefties, has struggled a little bit against righties. So I'll take Judge and Stanton here to do damage tonight for the New York Yankees. Braddish morphed into a completely different pitcher his last outing. His strikeout prop was three and a half. You'll see it today at four and a half. Why? He struck out 11 batters when he faced the St. Louis Cardinals and had seven innings of work. He's only had three starts. He didn't see the New York Yankees. What's interesting is, and you go through this, this Yankees baseball team throughout the season, right, is the only series they lost was a three-game set at Camden Yards where they ultimately scored <laughs> – they scored one run in the first game that they lost in 11 innings, and then they were shut out in the final game of the series. They saw Baltimore again back at Yankee Stadium, and they won 12-8, 5-2, and 10-5. This, to me, is going to be an interesting – again, do the Yankees have Baltimore Oriole demons? I don't know. But a team that's 25-9 and dominated everybody here, a part of you, you know, for a four-game set, it needs to be three out of four, right? You cannot have a monkey on your back be the Baltimore Orioles. You have to be able to rock up into this series and continue the domination. The Yankees team totals last year had a very negative connotation, right? This year, it's been positive. They've been hitting. Aaron Judge is the new favorite to win the home run crown. He's going to be in the MVP mix here. Nestor Cortez, by the way. Can I stop here for a second, Ani? Mm. You pull up, if you pull yeah. up that Nestor Cortez yeah. profile here, okay? What in the world do we got going on here? I mean, this guy's rocketing up the Cy Young board. I think upon last check, sat at 16-1. to 1. Last outing, another eight innings worked. I mean, this guy's kind of bucking the trend of the modern pitcher here. He's going super deep into baseball games. Nobody can touch him 
at all right now. Nobody's getting hits off of him. He's fanning guys. I mean, Esther Cortez, if the season ended today, really might be the AL Cy Young. Yeah, it feels like one of those stories where you're talking about, again, Nestor Cortez is a decent pitcher, but you know, if you see the Arizona Diamondbacks, like, wow, what a surprise here early in the season, how well the Diamondbacks are actually doing. Mm -hmm. And then you look over to Cortez, like, well, can this continue? Or are we expecting one of those summer swoons? And look, he's not this good a pitcher, but who knows? I mean, he's got some craft working right now. And as long as those baseballs for what we think are staying dead, he's certainly benefiting that because it's not one of those guys, Kevin, that gets up there and goes, you know what? I'm going to overpower you. You know, a fastball is coming. Bam, 99 mm -hmm. on the black. He's using a lot of smoke and mirrors and getting the job done. We'll see how long it lasts, but for certain, definitely a great find for the New York Yankees, specifically early here in 2022. Yeah, currently with the best ERA in the American League, we make the move over to the Mariners and the Blue Jays yeah. here. Kikuchi versus Flex in Seattle, coming off of a nice victory against the New York Mets overall for the series. Toronto Blue Jays, early, one of the most disappointing teams in Major League Baseball probably, right? They are just a touch above 500. At 18 and 17, this team had major expectations. They were the favorites to win the American League East. They have been passed by by the New York Yankees and now the Tampa Bay Rays, who just handled their business versus Toronto in a set there. The Blue Jays go back up north around that minus 160 spot there. An eight and a half total with juice to the over. Could we get runs today in Toronto? Yep, as I like to say, we're waiting Major League Baseball for some runs, and you might get it here because you take a look at two pitchers here on the 2022 season, starting with Kikuchi here at a 5.07 XFIP, and then if we flip it over to Flexen, he's at a 5.46. But a lot of these guys have been getting away with a lot of fly balls because the ball isn't traveling as far as it typically does in the past couple of years. If we look at uh, Kikuchi again, a 5.07 XFIP number, lefties and righties, ISO power numbers are high, Kevin, to lefties here for Kikuchi, who is a left-handed pitcher, a 304 to righties, a 194. So both of those slightly above the average, at least on both sides here. If we take a look at the lineup, you have a nice mix of lefty and righties here for the Mariners, particularly the first three guys in the lineup versus left-handed pitching, very good. 206 ISO power number, 194 and 375. If we flip that over to the weighted on base percentages, Kevin, for those three guys, 344, 350, 366, and also sometimes equally important, the strikeout rate for the top three guys in the lineup, which are Frazier, France, and Crawford, strikeout percentages, 13%, 9%, and 13%. So putting the ball in play, if we Flip it over here and say, well, how does Toronto stack up here against Flexen? Flexen has absolutely dominated left-handed batters this year, Kevin. 60 batters that he's faced, a 278 weighted on base percentage, and an ISO power number of 098. But he does get in trouble. He's a right-handed pitcher, not getting right-handed batters out. 342 weighted on base percentage in an ISO power number of 236. That falls right in line for what the Toronto Blue Jays like to do. Springer, right-hander. Guerrero, right-hander. Teoscar Hernandez, right-hander. Kirk, right-hander. Guriel, right-hander. We should get runs tonight. If the baseball is average tonight, Kevin, the ball should travel here. It's a cooler temperature night there up in Toronto, about 55 degrees. We'll see if they close the roof or not. But if we do get some decent at-bats here, the 8.5 does have a chance to go down. And also, if you're looking to just fade this starting pitching, four and a half, I'm a little surprised it's there. It's expensive. It's minus 128. But I would have thought they would have flipped it to the five and really made you pay for it here in this game if you wanted to just, you know, again, hammer down on Kikuchi and flex in there. So that's an interesting spot to take a look at here between these two clubs with a couple of vulnerable pitchers here. And, again, just to put things into perspective – for this Toronto Blue Jay team, right? Again, there's nothing but positivity when anybody talked about the Toronto Blue Jays. Their offense is bang, middle of the pack, and their pitching has been subpar, a minus 15 run differential right now. This team needs a series win here over the Seattle Mariners. 
tons and tons of more Major League Baseball coming right up here on the early line after these quick break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back on the early line, we started off Boston Houston. Let me ask you this before we even break the game down. This is a three-game set here in Boston. Can I call this a must-win yeah. series? For the Red Sox, can I can I do that? I mean, this team is right now thirteen and twenty-one, or is it or is it too early to start labeling anything must win? Yeah, in, in baseball terms, you, apparently it's never like too early until you get into like late July, which is ridiculous. I always look at it, once you get into the month of May, it's not early anymore. But baseball, oh, it's a lot of games, and they're rightfully so. We've seen teams come back from big deficits around that, you know, All Star break mark here. But you, you can't just let things bleed away because you got some pretty good baseball teams in your division with you. You better mm-hmm. start picking up some series here for the for the uh, Red Sox for sure. Yeah, like that's just the thing. It's like you're you're getting back home. They've not really. They're four and nine at Fenway, like that's part of the reason. And again, I know you don't have an easy team coming in in the Astros. I, I understand that, but th- the Red Sox got to start providing something here. They're favored in the game. It's Whitlock and Odorizzi, right? So you- you're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna see Verlander. I think Verlander just pitched. Like you're getting a bit of a break there. Total for this one's eight and a half. Do you think the Boston Red Sox win this game today? Pitcher to pitcher, they should be favored, right? Team to team, probably not. But let's just say the FanDuel Sportsbook's at a minus 124. I'm going to tell you why here. Whitlock's been sensational this season. A 3.35 XFIP number. K percentage, Kevin, 35%, which is fantastic. But how about these numbers? Weighted on base percentage. Whitlock is a right-handed pitcher. To lefties, he's faced 42 of them. A 198 with an ISO power number of 077. Absolutely dominant. To right-handed batters, 56 that he's faced. Kevin, 258 weighted on base percentage and a 180 ISO power number. Now, here's the interesting part 
part about it. Tampa Bay, or excuse me, Houston, usually think about more like, oh, maybe like last year, bats struggling a little bit. Not so much this year. You got six batters in the lineup tonight versus right-handed pitching that are above average here with weighted on base percentages. 340, 349, 361, 463, 364, 354. So if they're going to be able to hit, they could probably hit Whitlock. But at the same time, here's what you're waiting on. If you take a look at Houston, sometimes you're just trying to line this up. Sooner or later, this has to make sense. Odorizzi has basically a six XFIP number. But get this, mm. Kevin. This is where you're, we talk about the XFIP number, which is expected, you know, home runs per se, right? Where it's fly balls. The more fly balls you give up to make it easy here, the more home runs you're going to give up. If everything's on the ground, nobody's ever going to hit a home run from you. He's at close to a six. He doesn't strike anybody out. Walks too many guys. But take a look at this for Odorizzi. Righty and left-handed batters. Usually when you hear a six XFIP, you're getting into that Vladimir Gutierrez range where everybody just goes up on the plate and tees off. Check this. This doesn't make any sense here. Weighted on base percentage to lefties for Odorizzi. This year, he's faced 56 of those. A 280, fantastic. To righties, a 283, fantastic. The ISO power numbers to lefties, an 063 in the righties, an 082. It almost doesn't compute. Sooner or later, Jake Odorizzi is going to get blown away on the mound. But can it be tonight one of these lineups for the Boston Red Sox that, quite frankly, haven't woken up yet at the plate? But when we see these numbers, this is very different from the past. Usually, eventually, it's going to catch up to you. But the fact of the matter is, if you're not striking guys out, the ball is in play, and you're giving up a lot of fly balls in 2022, apparently that's a good thing because Odorizzi has great numbers but terrible XFIP numbers here, which would be wild to watch it finish out. And you mentioned he doesn't strike anybody out. So right now, you mm-hmm. see this Odorizzi strikeout prop. It's 4.5 minus 168 to the under. You don't usually see strikeout props juice like that, okay? I think for a lot of people, that's going to be too expensive to go under, understandably so. I'm interested to see if they go to three and a half, and all of a sudden you can grab plus money on this guy under that marker. Just to give you an idea, they don't they don't offer alt strikeouts under, at least not that I've been able to see. Oda Rizzi to strike out four is minus 184, right? That would be over three and a half. So you're in that plus 130 range if this strikeout prop moves, I think you could open yourself up to some plus money. Also, a classic spot where maybe some hitter prop parlays provide. There are guys with good career numbers off of him. Devers in eight at-bats has four hits, and three of them are doubles. You want to go two-plus bases on Devers, that's fine. Bogarts has a big sample size and a 314 batting average, and J.D. Martinez has some good stuff there as well and a 313 batting average. So there's some good ways to attack Oda Risley, though, even if maybe is today the day there's a couple of guys that are going to still have a good opportunity going up against him. We keep this train moving here. Braves, Brewers. It's always eye-catching to me when we line up the Atlanta Braves versus one of the better teams in the National League because I'm supposed to set it up by saying, here we go, two of the top dogs. But Atlanta has remained underwhelming this season. Could this be where they turn the corner in Milwaukee? It's not an easy ask. They're around this minus 140 price here. The total's climbing up from 7.5 to an 8 now. It's Peralta. It's Anderson going for the Atlanta Braves. Do you think the Braves are live here? What stands out? 
I'm not so sure, but there's, there's two ways to look at this game. If we just take a look at the pitching matchups here, the Milwaukee Brewers have the better pitcher this year on the mound. 3.67 XFIP here for Freddie Peralta as compared here to Anderson's 5.40. But if we look at the game overall, Peralta has very good numbers, lefty and righty, weighted on base percentage and ISO power numbers. But if you look at it, Anderson, he can be touched up by left-handed batters. 64 he's faced this year, a 329 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 218. Some lefties in the lineup today, or anticipated lefty lineups here for the Milwaukee Brewers, Wong, Yelich, Telez, Peterson, and Caratini. So you're going to have that going in your favor, and I do believe that Milwaukee should be favored. But how about this? One of the few games here, 18 batters in this game, 9-9 nine and nine on each side here, 12 of those batters, Kevin, against the matchups here, righty, righty pitchers, 12 have above average ISO power numbers. So I know we joked last week when we were talking about games like, hey, I'm going to give you 18 batters. How many do you think are above the you know, Mendoza line per se here on ISO power numbers? Ah, four, five, six, no. How about one or two or maybe zero? This one actually has an above average number. 12 out of the 18 batters are doing damage against the respective pitchers from the right-hand side. But I do think the Milwaukee Brewers are the better team here. I would probably trust the Milwaukee Brewers team total a little bit ahead of the Atlanta Braves just for the simple fact is the Brewers have the better pitcher on the mound today. We have seen these two teams deliver overs, though, in recent times, right? So when you factor in what you're talking about, the advanced numbers, you see the 7.5 go to an 8. Milwaukee, 8 of their last 10 over. And then for the Braves, they've only gone under once in their last 10 baseball games. Right now, there was a push mixed in there as well. I know Milwaukee kind of elevated by playing, you know, Cincinnati in that stretch. They've also played Atlanta in that stretch, and we saw some overs step up to the plate there. So these two teams, all of a sudden, some higher-scoring baseball games than maybe you would anticipate when you see Peralta and Anderson at first glance. Continuing to move on here, Angels-Rangers. I always love when we get to talk about the Los Angeles Angels because usually last year it was, all right, is Otani going to homer and not much else? It was, man, probably a good spot to fade him. Or... You think Trout's ever going to come back? This team's exciting. This team looks like they're going to go to the playoffs. And this team's a road favorite in Texas with Noah Syndergaard, I believe, getting the ball today. Or that could be on the move. Yes, it is going to be Noah Syndergaard on the FanDuel Sportsbook here. Totals an eight against John Gray. Are the Angels justified here in this road favorite status? Yes, if we're just looking for a pitcher matchup here, I do think the better pitchers on the mound here for the Angels. But let's take a look at what makes Syndergaard good. 4.60 XFIP number. It's a little bit elevated here, but you can get away with that again because a lot of that deals with just strikeouts, walks, and how many fly balls you're giving up. Because Syndergaard, who we've known in the Mets uniform as being a strikeout guy, only striking out 17.5% of the batters that he's faced this year. But he's been dominant, Kevin, to both lefty batters and righty batters if we're taking a look at a weighted on base percentage and an ISO power percentage. If we look at lefties, 284 weighted on base percentage ISO power number of 109 the righties 228 and an 073 that's very good but also the same way we talk about hey look at this these lineups starting to wake up here the Rangers as a lineup haven't woken up yet to right-handed pitching Kevin nine batters in the lineup that we anticipate being in there all nine of those, Kevin, below 320. So if you're Noah Syndergaard, you got to be licking your chops right now saying, I need to get after this baseball team. And quite frankly, when you're heading into the season, you take a look at, oh, maybe the Seattle Mariners, you know, teams that will take that, the, the Detroit Tigers, the Texas Rangers taking that next step. You got some really good bats. You go out and get what? Seager and Simeon. And it's not doing anything for you at the plate, quite frankly, yet. Sooner or later, they're going to wake up. But if I'm Noah Syndergaard tonight, I'm going to dominate this lineup. The Angels are a better overall team. I do see the projected lineup here for the Angels. Doesn't have Mike Trout in it. So I know if it's one of those guys where 
Not many move lines all that much, but whenever you have a guy like Mike Trout that's out of the lineup, usually it's worth about 25 cents. So watch out for that. If he's in, fantastic. If he's not, maybe you actually get an even better price here if you look in the yeah. back, Noah Syndergaard and the Angels. And that's obviously one of the key things there where if you're you're trusting the pitching matchup, obviously losing Trout is difficult there. But all of a sudden, this thing goes down to, as you're mentioning, a minus 110. It's not bad. One thing to also bring up here, I know Corey Seager has been a little bit of a disappointing season. This guy's got unbelievable numbers against Noah Syndergaard throughout his career. 7 of 13, two doubles and a home run. That's good for a 538 batting average. He's minus 105, and understandably so, for two-plus bases. It's a number that jumps out to me right away when we're going through here. Actually, one of those games where you've got three guys, they're still hanging trout props just because it's early. If people want to get in, they can. Trout's minus 110. Shohei, minus 115. Otani's starting to heat up at the plate a little bit, bit here, right, DRS? I'm not sure if you have the ability to kind of slice it down to maybe a, kind of a, a more recent platform on those Shohei numbers here, but I feel like I'm seeing his name in the headlines more and more. I think he's up to eight home runs on the season, which is not too, too far off of the lead here. It's good to see the bat start to match the pitching that Shohei's been delivering early season. Yeah, it has been good. And we'll see how that, you know, matriculates, I guess, through the MVP process throughout the summer. But we did talk about it two weeks ago when I was joking on the show and said, hey, you know what? If Shohei Tani pitches well and goes up to the plate and hits 225 with 19 home runs, he still should be the MVP because nobody else is pitching well and putting up 19 or 20 home runs regardless mm -hmm. of what their batting average is. But if he's going to get back to the old ways of Otani and showing signs of life here throughout the summer, it's going to be hard to track him down and him not being the MVP. One more game that we have enough time for. I believe we'll keep it with some NL West action here, or AL West, excuse me, with the Athletics and the Twins. Chris Archer, that's always just going to be a name that I see, and you just you always think about the dominant, dominant Chris Archer yeah. with the Rays. Obviously, he's had many stops since then, but he's a minus 125, minus 130 price here on the road against the Oakland Athletics. That totals up from 7.5 now, checking in at an 8 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Is this a spot where you're backing Archer, maybe a, a, a discount on the Athletics, or maybe there's a side here standing out in this late West Coast game? Yeah, seven and a halfs and eights have been bouncing back and forth in this game. But we take a look at Archer. He's been bad this year in 2022. Lefty batters, 377. Weighted on base percentage. Righties, 343. ISO power numbers off the charts here. The lefties at 306 and the righties at 235. But also, we're talking about a big ballpark, a pitcher's ballpark, and also a lineup that, quite frankly, has been atrocious against right-handed pitching here. And they have the ability to stack some lefties together in the top of that lineup. But overall, there are nine ISO power numbers that we'll deal with, Kevin. Only one of those is around a 175. Everybody else is below. Weighted on base percentage, only one above a 325, and that's at a 337. So if Archer can't work his way out of this one, he's certainly going to be in trouble here. And also keep in mind, anticipated lineup here coming in for the Minnesota Twins. Doesn't look like Buxton is included here. And also the pitcher on the mound. I'm going to say Logue, L-O-G-U-E. Not familiar with the overall terminology there. He's been wonderful this year. So if you get a 7.5 or an 8, probably looking towards an under in this game tonight out in Oakland.
Always makes sense on that late night West Coast stuff there. Always also when you have the chance just to bring up the Minnesota Twins, sat there with that 20-15 and 15 record, helped out by the Yanks, went to the White Sox and had a good series. But Chicago and, and, and the White Sox team, kind of as expected, did make their way back to the top of that division there, checking in at a minus 125 Minnesota at a plus 160. That's your Major League Baseball preview. All you got to do before you get out of here is listen up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Final episode here on a Monday of the early line. Both myself, Donnie Wright, side and Kevin Walsh carrying you through from 7 to 9 a.m. before we set the table for Ben Stevens and the morning after, which I will be a part of over the first hour here. Now, we got a lot to decide and get after, but my goodness. We always talk about in sport, Game 7 is the greatest thing you can provide. In the NHL, yes. In the NBA, maybe not so much. But you need to listen up. Armchair quarterback is what we do. But anytime the handicapping gods, the gambling gods, the sporting gods say, Donnie, right side, this weekend you will have seven game sevens. Who's going to say no to that? Three game sevens in the NHL on Saturday, two game sevens in the NHL on Sunday, along with two game sevens in the NBA on Sunday afternoon. So let's take a look at what happened here in hockey. My goodness, it continues to deliver. Now, typically, we've seen a lot of high-scoring games here for the first round of the playoffs, and we hope that certainly continues in the round two. But anytime you get to Game 7 scenarios, sometimes things get a little bit closer here. Refs swallow their whistles. Not as many power play advantages because on Saturday, you saw the Hurricanes, a 3-2 to win over the Bruins. You saw the Lightning, a 2-1 to win over the Maple Leafs. You saw the Oilers, a 2 to nothing victory there. Over the Kings. And if we flip it over to Sunday in the NHL, the Rangers overtime winner against the Penguins in a comeback here. The Flames three to two in their game in overtime as well. The NHL absolutely delivered. And then there's the NBA. Because if you won money in the NBA, congratulations. It feels just as good as a game seven victory. But at the same time, what? 
I mean, you try to take a look at some of these scenarios here on Sunday, and you said to yourself, I want to sit down and watch two good basketball games. The Celtics, 109-81 over the Bucks. The Mavericks, 123-90 to over the Suns. Sometimes just because they're game sevens, we always anticipate them being great, which in the NHL they were, but in the NBA, they were absolute stinkers. But bring me on more game sevens throughout the playoffs, and we'll have some fun with those. But right now, you got to stay tuned here to Ben Stevens and the morning after right here on the Sports Grid Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.